0: It's August 28th, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. And just like that, August has come to an end. This is our last weekly rundown in August, so basically August is over. You might as well forget this weekend is even coming. Um, I'd like to say this now to get it off my chest, but is running even fun anymore? I feel like I've been running by myself. I've been running with my wonderful family and some friends, but man, I miss running with the group. I miss running with the people. I had a terrible attempt at a long run last weekend, and I blamed it on running isn't fun. And I need my co-host, Apostoli, to jump in later and help me find the fun in running. (laughs) So, uh, you guys, we have a great show for you today, like always. Um, Apostoli has returned from the West Coast. He is looking good. Better than ever, some say, especially since he's out of that smoke. He's back in the great land. But as Apostoli comes back to the homeland, I am heading out to the great land of Ohio for a long weekend at Choyahoga National Park with my family. Uh, Super excited to talk about that. Also, we're going to talk that the Fall 50 is still on. So, the boys, we're going to talk about what that looks like and how they're still having it. And I know a bunch of you are probably doing it and are like, how do I sell my bib? What's even going on? Why are races happening? So, uh, stay tuned for that. And then, our favorite part of the podcast, we zoom it up with Greg Borowski. He is the leader of the Bayview Run Group, he is the deputy editor at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And of course, he is an avid runner. The weekly rundown is brought to you by Mimosa Breakfast and Brunch. Did you know that Mimosa has been voted the best breakfast spot in Milwaukee? Did you know that their cage-free eggs are locally sourced? Did you know they freshly squeeze their orange juice every morning? Did you know that they hand-dice their Mimosa potatoes and fries every day? Did you know that their pancakes are always made from scratch, never from a mix? Did you know they only serve beer from Wisconsin? Did you know that all their food is MSG, high fructose, corn syrup, and food coloring free? Uh, I messed that one up. Dang it, I almost got through the whole list. And the last one, did you know 100% plastic free on all consumer disposables? Mimosa, mimosa, mimosa. Head over to either one of their locations in Brookfield or Franklin to dine with them Head over to MimosaBreakfast.com to see their full menu and to make your reservation after your long run this weekend. <clears throat> oh, dang it. Did you know that Mimosa is taking the most precautions out of any restaurant in Milwaukee to make you feel comfortable when you're dining with
1: them? Tell us more.
0: They have a four-step process. And like I just said, if you head over to Mimosa breakfast.com it explains their four-step process you are going to be wined and dined and you're not even gonna know it
1: okay what what do what do you have to say on that anything we just take a lot of measures we we've completely rethought of the the whole uh dine-in experience and how we how we get the customers in how you have to call and how you're greeted and how we we get you in without you having to touch the door uh, you sit down you have like four different people that serve you uh, but you have one main host it's just a completely different thing that we thought from the ground up and we're very proud of it and i'm proud of I'm you proud of i'm you. proud of you i couldn't have done it without you well i could have you, c- you, I you, you I di- did I it did. without me and but, let me
0: but but let me tell you what let me let me tell let me tell you what don't butt me let me tell you what i was looking through photos on my phone and guess what i saw a photo of
1: the first versions of Mimosa food items and back in 26, 2017 that you were, mm, that you were taking. A, no, the fries. the fries. I saw a photo of the fries. <laughs> anyway, enough. <laughs> okay, speaking of food, let me just give a shout out. Uh, thank you for the shout out to Mimosa, of course, as always. And you put together these scripts, and I'm. Um, anybody that wants to hire Alex, for marketing, this is the proof right here. Every week he has a different <laughs> spot created for mimosa just out of nowhere i don't say anything we don't even sponsor the show actually just just him wanting to sponsor the show <laughs> what no, is this? are you pulling your joking. sponsorship I'm just joking. I'm just we, joking. But, how am i supposed to pay for all okay. our stuff without this sponsorship now, but i want to give a shout out to our past guest lucia muñoz and her place, uh, The Laughing Taco, who she owns along with her um, celebrity chef in Milwaukee, uh, uh, Justin Carlisle of Ardent. Uh, And I just tried their tacos, shamefully for the first time. But let me tell you, it feels like it's the first time that I tried tacos ever. Those were the best tacos they're authentic if you look at the laughing taco from outside you think that is some like hip new place kind of like maybe bel-air they have like a new age think mm, uh, not a new age but that's not the right word but they have a more like contemporary uh, approach to tacos and more westernized and more americanized let me tell you those are original original mexican tacos lucia is the real deal Go and try out those tacos. I just had them. And I had them after a run. And I'm sweating more with their hot sauce, delicious hot sauce, than I did during the run. We are not sponsored by the Laughing Taco. We are sponsored by Mimosa.
0: Lucia. Lucia. Let me tell you what. Welcome to the Cream City Pacers podcast, the food podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, let's face it. I mean, so many people run because... They 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 feel like they deserve to eat whatever they want after their runs, whether that be a big Sunday turtle Sunday from Cops or a big, big 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 cheeseburger from mm. from Shake Shack, or in it or in cheese and out curds too. in California
0: cheese curds. cheese curds. Yeah, in and out. Did you get in and out when you I were did in not,
1: California? I did not. There's not. Yeah, the the lines are crazy. It's it's crazy. I don't understand. There's always lines at the In and Out. There's 100 In and Outs in California, I think, and there's still a line everywhere. All the other all the other wow. restaurants around are not are are just waiting for maybe somebody to say, "I can't wait 10, 20 minutes. I'm gonna go and get my food right away." But nope, everybody waits for In and Out. I don't know what it is.
0: It's so good. That's it. But I'm not a big fan of lines, but I'm a big fan of cheese curds. Now, you have me thinking. I used to run all the time just so I could be like, hey, now I can eat anything. But that only gets you so far in life, especially as you get older. And now I'm like, I have to run and eat healthy. Lame.
1: (laughs) Amen. Amen. It's very true.
0: So says a man in his early 30s. Um, Hey, announcements, 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 please Your Mimosa shirt, your wow, your MKU Run for Justice shirt is waiting at Mimosa for you. There are still a ton of shirts that haven't been picked up, so please go pick it up. Um, We want to be nice and keep them there, but at one point here, we're going to just start giving them away to people and reselling them for $5, and then all money is going to go back to Urban Underground. So, go pick up your
1: shirts. Those are cool shirts. I love them. I love love my my shirt. shirt.
0: I love my shirt. It's my favorite shirt I love my
1: shirts. I'm going to have a lot of them if you don't pick them up. (laughs) I'll (laughs) buy them for five bucks. And hey,
0: this is just, this is a reminder that everyone who emailed me that their shirt should get shipped to them. I have not shipped your shirts. I'm a terrible person. Please forgive me. I'm doing it after vacation. Thank you for your patience. I love you and appreciate you. Okay, let's talk about race updates. So the Fall 50. So the Fall 50 is still happening. It's a go. And Abastoli broke the news to me with this article. I love it. It's from the Dora County Pulse. Like, what a fun name. And then their logo. I'm pretty sure that's a dog howling at the moon, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool, too. So only in in the D.C. But anyways, the
1: race is happening. Did you read this article? Yeah, I did very controversial yes the whole topic yeah it's very controversial I don't know why just I like, mean, the, like just like the organizers, says i don't get it why people are betting high
0: <laughs> so ryan who's the race organizer for this um he the beginning of this article is like quotes from him saying like uh, they're going to spread out the times because it's always been in waves from like 630 mm-hmm. to 10 or something like that. But now there's going to be even more waves and they're not going to block off any other roads. So you have to be single file, which actually brings up a question of like, that is that less safe than it usually is? Like, do they ever have the roads kind of blocked off anyways, um, regardless? And then like for all the uh, transition zo- zones, they're going to make, they're encouraging people to sit in their cars The one point he does bring up, like, this race does usually just involve, like, your team. So, though you're, like, around other people, like, if you're not diddly-daddling around at the um, checkpoints and whatnot, it can be pretty, like, clumped together. I mean, you you do pass a lot of people along the way, uh, but... Yeah, anyways, and then the party's always the end is always at the big party event tent, right? Like, that's the whole reason we go because half the tent's dancing and the other half's beer and pizza, which is just incredible. They're taking that away and they're just putting it in a parking lot close by. Uh, the finish is actually going to change a little bit. They're really hyped it's going over this bridge. So, that the bridge seems cool. Uh, and then the party's only going to be two hours and it's going to be spread out in this parking lot. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, they have, like, let's look at it from both angles. Like, should the race go on? I don't know. From like the safety precautions, no. (laughs) Um, Are they doing everything they can to prevent the spread of COVID and be cautious during this? I don't know. I don't have the right answer for that, but they seem to have it. So the race is on at the moment.
1: You know, people should just be careful for their own sake. It sounds like they're giving. The they're giving people the the outline of how to be safe about it, kind of like the CDC does. But you can't prevent everybody from doing something stupid. So same way, it's yeah. like well, yeah, I mean- we can do this in a very safe manner. And you know, honestly, when I did the the fall fifty, I only did it once that one year, uh, twenty sixteen. Uh, I don't remember meeting anybody during my run. It's a pretty spread out thing because everybody kind of does their own thing. Only in the beginning, I like in the way in the start line that I see a lot of people congregate. And if yeah. they mitigate that problem, then who cares? I don't know. I sound like and a libertarian transi- now. I sound like the guy that came to Mimosa today and say like, <laughs> "This is overboard. <laughs> Why are you guys wearing masks? This is too much. It's a free country." Masks?
0: You're going to get mask mouth. Uh, My friend's a dentist and he said that some right-wing media news uh, posted that if you wear a a mask, you're going to get mask mouth, which gives you a higher likelihood of getting cavities.
1: All right. There's a lot of bushy little theories that people are coming up with, but I will tell you one thing. Do you notice that when when you leave your house without a mask, sometimes that you feel naked? Do you ever get that feeling? I get this feeling all the time. Like, let's say I'll be in my car, and I'll and I'll get to the restaurant after hours, and nobody's there, and I'll get go inside the restaurant without a mask, and I'll feel like I feel like I got my underwear off. I'll just <laughs> walking in, and everybody can see my mouth. Don't don't look. Don't look. I f-
0: I felt I walked into a CVS the other day without a mask on, and I felt like a. F- F an idiot. I was like, I like people are staring at me and I'm like, oh no, I just walked into CVS naked. What the heck? I got, I got a medical <laughs> condition. To go my
1: car. I got a medical condition.
0: Yeah. I got, uh, it, it's really interesting. So we bought a car. This is, this is like a weird story, but this is, this is what COVID is. So we just bought a car as of today's recording, which is super stoked. We got a Subaru Forester in crystal white and man, it is very nice and it's going to be great for our road trip. But So check this out. They drive the car out to you to test drive. And then instead of going there to sign the papers and everything, the whatever finance manager came out here. We did it on our patio. And then he left. And then the guy showed me how to use the car in my driveway. And then he took my vehicle and drove it away. How cool is that? (laughs) That, Like,
1: yeah, that's very cool. There's all these services out there too, like Carvana, that, that are perfect for COVID. They come. They bring the car to you, and they you get to test it for three days, and then you can give it back if you like. Like you kind of test drive it for three days. (laughs) These guys are having a field day.
0: Is it like the red? Is it like the red box where like after twenty days you don't give it back, you just pay for it? Pretty much. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But what what was what I was getting at is like our our salesman Daniel, great guy, over at Subaru City. So go to Subaru City if you need a Subaru. That's another sponsor of the show. He wore a mask the whole time, and I wore a mask. So, like, I this dude, we've seen each other. We've test drove, right? I bought a car from him. I never saw his mouth or his nose, for that matter.
1: Uh, I'm telling you, orthodontists hate COVID-19. Super weird. Because nobody's going to want us to straighten their teeth anymore. I, I don't have a reason to. Won't see it. But bum <laughs> Also bad breath the de-
0: Perfect. Perfect times. (laughs) The decline of braces. The decline of braces and Um,
1: breath mints.
0: (laughs) That's funny. All right, so it is time for our running update. This portion of the podcast is presented by Thunderdome Running. Apostoli and I are training for the Lakefront Marathon and we've teamed up with Matt Thull at Thunderdome Running. And he's created a custom plan for each of us to make sure on race day we can finish our 22.6 miles. And Matt is an Awesome guy. As we always talk about, he checks in with us all the time. He's always helpful. He's changing the plan every four weeks. You know, if I'm injured or something, if I'm going out of town or abusively, you know, gets caught up with something, he's tweaking it. He's making sure that we're getting our miles in. Um, Matt can create a custom plan for you, whether it is couch to five k, your first marathon, a half marathon. If you're looking to PR in the mile, like he is your man, and he's done hit all himself. So. Learn, if you want to learn more, head over to com and tell Matt that we sent you. So welcome to the ThunderDome Running Update section episode Thank eight. you,
1: Alex. It's good to be back here talking about how I failed to make Matt happy. <laughs>
0: Is this... did this go from like a... I was talking to Avastoli before we hit record and I'm like is this is the running update just like how we disappoint Matt all the time and it's this like love story of we'll just never please Matt because we fail him every time (laughs) and it's not even about running anymore
1: (laughs) uh anyway no but but he's been very understanding especially with the whole smoke thing out in California by the way, by the way... <laughs> I love I love
0: your excuses every week. Like, my excuses are great, but, like, yours are just so, the best. Because <laughs> somehow you managed to... Like, you've run out of all of them to this point, that you somehow have smoke is now, like, been your excuse. I don't know what you're going to pull this week. I can't uh, imagine. There's
1: not much, but... Uh, actually, there is, there is something. <laughs> so, right after... Okay, it's a stupid thing. You're not going <laughs> to believe it, because he thinks I have excuses all the time. But I... Um, when, I, when I got to California, I realized that I did not have my charging cable for my watch for my Garmin, and yeah, mm. and I went out on the run with fifteen percent, and by the time I finished, it was it died right after I finished, and it never got to sync, so I didn't get to see my stats from that run. I'm very impressed. I did three point one miles. That's a five. That's a five k in 2612 and i'm just happy
0: i thought you said it didn't save and now it's all, awesome. all of a sudden showing, it's up.
1: showing up and my excuse has been that i did not have enough battery to run and if you don't have your garment <laughs> hello matt it doesn't count sir we've told you a million times he doesn't believe us he's like from the old school that before you had watches i don't know what they did back then i you know i'm pretty sure many of them are lying about their actual stats from back those back in those days because who who knows you can't trust the, the technology but anyway um
0: uh, what i have uh, is big big data is your next excuse right now it's sounding like you're blaming unplay- big data for yeah, your like, lack <laughs> of running
1: but i will i will give a shout out to our unofficial sponsor or an, our other unofficial sponsor of performance running outfitters because i went there Uh, 20 minutes before they closed on a Sunday, and I had them charge my Garmin, and I actually got to stay until 3.30, which is after they closed, uh, chit-chatting over there with the staff and um, Anna from the Bayview Run Club. And Allison, who is the manager and just an amazing human being, she shared a personal story of hers, maybe I'll ask her if we can share it on the podcast at some point, but truly inspiring story of like, from her childhood and how she got into running. Um, uh, Anybody that goes to performance running Oak Creek, they would know Allison, she's a bundle of joy and I really appreciate that I got 55% charge on my watch. So I got to go on a run again and again, and I'm back at it, and watch out, because I'm c- I'm, watch out, I'm coming literally. for you, Alex. Watch
0: out. My watch is watch, charged. Watch out. Watch no out. pun intended. So, Alex. Maybe I missed the whole point of this story. Did you literally run there, and your watch was dead, and then you charged it, and then you ran back?
1: No. To- Why were you charging your watch there? Because I don't have a charging cable. I lost it. Oh, I missed oh, I missed that yeah. point. Yeah, I thought I didn't bring it to California, but it turns out I did bring it. But I dropped it somewhere in the airport.
0: Oh, yeah, the because more they you make know. it because they're six. they inches. They're
1: six inches long. Hello, I don't know why. Why do they make it that short? Anyway, that's my story, Alex. What's going on with you running wise? Are you are you back in it? Did you make Matt proud? Yeah, I'm always did in you make it. you him proud?
0: i'm i'm always i'm always in it i always just compare myself to my to my wife who runs like 60 miles a week so when i only put up like 35 miles a week i feel like i i have not had a successful week no anyways like i was supposed to do my long run saturday push it off to sunday and then sunday happened and i don't know what excuses you want to hear at mile six i stopped and like that's that's like total quitting like that's not like hey i got to 12 and I was supposed to do 14 right like I literally did six and just quit and like quit as in like maybe I could have ran more but but like my legs weren't turning over that's my excuse I couldn't get going and I stopped and Christina's like you're done because we were gonna run like the last five five miles of my long run together and I was like I'm done running is not fun anymore and then we just had a conversation on why running isn't fun and it came to that like I feel like so much of my training in the past or, or training or what it is with people, right? I mean, we're used to running with the running group where it's like you are you're end up doing a tempo run with someone and you're talking to them the whole time or your long run's like broken up because different people on Saturday runs are doing the same route as you or part of it with you. So I don't know. I um I decided running wasn't fun. I actually haven't run since Sunday. It's like Thursday, so... <laughs> Um, I'm taking a little break, which is not like ideal for marathon training, but it is what it is. And I tell you what, I'm super excited to run in Ohio. There's some great trails there and I'm gonna get back on my game and I'll be ready for marathon week. It'll be great. Uh, but yeah, I guess that was like a fallout week. Anyways,
1: that's, um, yeah, I don't know why it's not fun anymore. I have the same feeling sometimes I did have fun today on my run. You know, one thing I used to do, Alex, is I would tell myself, no matter what, I will not stop during the run. I will always continue. I will always be running, even at a very slow pace. Just never, never stop. It made me feel prouder about myself at the end of the run. I don't know if that's going to help.
0: No, I I like that. No, I literally just like...
1: Will run and then all of a sudden I'll just be yep. walking
0: and it's like yeah I just you guys have probably been there before maybe some of you have I don't know what it is it's like a funk it's a weird funk um, but that's good Let's that's fine shoes. not every run can be good and not every run can be bad so being who I am the next one's going to be way better
1: you know what always helps me is a challenge day a some kind of an interval day. Where I go out with very short, like little goals, and try to achieve them. That always gets me excited and makes me want to go out again.
0: I love challenge days. I'm gonna that so that's my next run. I'm gonna do my challenge run before we leave for Ohio. Um, I don't remember what it is offhand, but it looked fun. Whatever Matt sent, so I'm excited. I'm gonna crush it, and then I'm gonna sit in a car for seven hours and go to Ohio. New
1: car with new tech you want a brand new car
0: it's great like we got this really brand new car and it's beautiful and then we put this booster seats in it and who knows it's gonna be trashed in like a week because of those those dang girls (laughs) no no totally okay obviously i always love chit-chat with you but let's jump into my favorite part of the episode with greg so i'll see you on the other side And now, here we are in my favorite part of every Weekly Rundown, Uh, today's guest is Greg Borowski. He is the leader of the Bayview Run Club, and he also helped start it, and he is the deputy editor at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And of course, like every guest, he's an avid runner. Greg, welcome to this week's Weekly Rundown.
2: Thanks, happy to be here.
0: How have you been doing lately? How's everything with your running, Ben?
2: Uh, running's been going okay. Summer's been a little tough. Uh, you know, usually when you've got all the races and things to look forward to, and keeps you on track. But you know, uh, we've got a group of friends of mine, part of the Bayview Run group. We've been getting out there and trying to be pretty consistent about it. Uh, as a newspaper person, the news has made it a little tough. <laughs> oh. um, there's a lot going on, and just hard to hard to stay on top of life in general. But
0: yeah, always I know get those miles in always have to get those miles. in. I know last week I was seeing if you could come on the show and you're like, I will not be available as it is the DNC. So let's connect next week. So I want to talk about this, about that in a second. But, um, I was introduced to you <clears throat> actually, uh, through the Bayview run club. I have not run with you guys, but multiple people from the group have reached out to me and recommended you. I've read, um, some of your great running pieces in the, in the Milwaukee journal Sentinel, um, but before we jump in, uh, tell us some fun facts about yourself, a little bit about who Greg is.
2: Well, let's see, I'm a, a Milwaukee native. I've uh, been at the Journal Sentinel for 20 plus years, so feels like a long time. Uh, I started out in, in a newspaper in Marion, Indiana, and then Lansing, Michigan. Uh, just the other day I figured out <laughs> it's one of those big realization moments that I've lived in my current house now longer than I lived in the house where I grew up so because I would have moved out right after college and have been here for you know 22 years so it's like this is the place now where I've spent a lot more time Uh, my wife and daughter Annalisa we just love Bayview it's so close to so many different things Uh, and it's just a you know great location close to downtown but I always feel like when I go over the home bridge to and from work, it's like you get that mental break of, you know, you're just going somewhere different and you can kind of decompress, which has made it tough the past few weeks when I get to going home means I leave the dining room table and, of course, (laughs) change seats at the dining room table, eat dinner and then change seats back and come back to my home office because we've we've been remote since uh, mid-March
0: yeah i know how that goes i actually work in saint francis um the ad agency i work at is down there so i drive over the hone bridge or i was driving over the home bridge and it was always beautiful weather it's sunrises sunsets whatever it may be and uh i went over it a few weeks ago and i forgot how great driving over the hone is so yeah we take out commuting but we, we miss some of those views so uh, talk a little bit about your involvement with the uh, the Bayview. Is it running club or run club? I keep calling it different uh, things. We, are,
2: we, it, we go with B V R G, so the Bayview Run Group. Nice. But, yeah, we got. Um, it's it's kind of a one of those formal yet informal, semi formal uh, groups. I mean, we've uh, it got going back in 2016 when several folks down here were part of a uh a running program uh, at, at the wild workouts gym they had a summer you know uh interval workout program and folks were saying well let's let's do some running on the side a couple of us were in the a, a 10k program which was really my first return to running i've never been a huge runner i don't have like a lifelong record of it, just spurts here and there. Uh, but we said, hey, let's get together, like on Saturdays or off hours. once when, a good time to, or a good way to do that? And that's where this Facebook group got started. And over time, we've just found more people. One, some cases, we've literally found them while we're out running and saying, hey, we're we're on the same route. What are you doing? Or people might search for Bayview running or something and find us on on facebook or word of mouth different things like that so we've got a you know a collection of you know there's probably a good core of you know a dozen or more who are pretty consistent and others that come on occasion we've kind of been uh, haven't done much in the way of big group runs over the summer just with you know covid and all the restrictions Mm -hmm. and things but we're but folks stay in touch and And get out there and it's a really supportive group there's a great bunch of folks who are all primarily from Bayview
0: yeah that's the great part about running is whether you're in a run group or you got a couple friends everyone's really supportive and you know you're a runner when you guys are a part of like an interval club and you're like hey guys this isn't enough let's form a run group so we can run even more than that
2: (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's probably true at the time it just seemed like "Yeah, yeah we could do that and then you know people bit by bit, got into it a little more and it became much more, much more consistent. That's
0: so that's awesome. So I don't run a lot in Bayview. We, Avastoli and I actually met through the Milwaukee running group and they do Wednesday runs from South Park. So that's probably one of my favorite routes is, you know, going out on the Oakley and coming back and, you know, seeing the, seeing downtown and just the beautiful views you see from up on the bluffs. But, um, where do you guys usually run a baby like what are some of the hidden spots that are some good places to get at yeah
2: that's a good we uh, south on the Oakleaf trail is a great spot we've got it's funny by now everyone you kind of know the distance and just from your head of you know how far that is you kind of can measure it out so if we say we're going to go six miles or eight miles or whatever you kind of have different routes i mean in the winter time uh the first thing we always check if we're out there on a cold blustery morning is man, it's colder by the lake, as they say, and it's so windy, so it's like, let's just get a block inland or something to have the, the houses try to block it, but, you know, usually in winter, we tend to be, spend a little more time on KK and spots where there's, it's lighter uh, with street lights and things, because, you know, there's just the snow and the ice, but summer, we might, uh, you know, head downtown, you know, up and around, out to Summerfest Island and back, or... You know, the south is a good route. Sometimes we get a west route that might take us into the Menominee Valley and a little bit of the Hank Aaron Trail. It kind of depends on who's running on a given week and how many miles people are trying to get in. Are groups training for a marathon and really need long miles or is it sort of a short recovery day? We're famous mm-hmm. for looping. You know, It's like, oh, if you want to run four miles and I'm running eight miles, you know, why don't we <laughs> loop back and then you know do another another loop or something just so that people don't wind up you know have kind of on their own like why did i come here i'm just running with you for two miles and i have to turn back
0: yeah Yeah, that's 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 the one thing with running groups um you know new people because most people show up and you have your friends and you have your routes and you don't you don't necessarily know what your pace is going to be if you're new so um that is a challenge of helping new runners get acclimated, right, and not leaving them behind, so doing loops. So, so I, I like that. I like that a lot. I never really thought, like, I always think in my head, like Bayview's so far south, but you're kind of saying, like, oh, yeah, you can get out to Oven Island and you can get to the Hank Aaron Trail. Like, it's not that much farther than being just north of downtown where no, I do a lot no. of my runs. If,
2: if we leave and come back and you know, I get to the that lighthouse behind the – the amphitheater on Summerfest and back that's you know roughly a 10 mile run you know if you get at four miles you can start heading west into the under the Hank Aaron trail so we don't get there as often on say a weekday when people are trying to run before work but usually on a saturday or a sunday there's at least one day where we get a group that wants to go longer
0: yeah definitely so what do you guys outside of running do you guys um do anything fun you guys have like a run and then obviously pre-COVID probably doing some more social stuff it probably looks a little different now but
2: yeah I mean we've uh, there's just uh, like I said there's kind of a core group that's really consistent and folks have made some really deep and strong friendships through the group I I should note that we're a very welcoming group and we're happy to have other people you know join in and, and, and just participate at whatever level they can but you know, it might be you know going to a, a beer garden after, you know, a big race. Or usually in December we have kind of a, a holiday gathering at, at Bernhardt is our usual spot here in the oh, <laughs> Classic. You know, just hang out and and uh, spend some time enjoying each other's company. I mean, you you get a lot of talking and things obviously on a run, but it's just a different thing when you're able to, you know, to chat more as a group because you know when you're running of course you're often talking just mostly with the person you're running immediately with or Mm a couple people but it's you know when you get the whole group together and you know it's it's just can be a, a really good time
0: yeah so speaking of talking and running something that we are so used to always doing things look a little different these days a lot more running on your own and I know you back in spring, which seems like 10 years ago, pre-co, like beginning of COVID, um, you ran the Milwaukee marathon solo. So I know a lot of our listeners, um, are running the Lakefront Marathon shortly here. So you wrote about your experience, and I saw your Facebook post. So you actually ran it solo in the morning, and then wrote this article later in the evening. So tell us about your experience running running the Milwaukee Marathon solo.
2: Yeah, I, I did. It was kind of a crazy day because I was at the Journal Sentinel. We were going through some furlough periods where you had to, when you're on furlough for that week, you have to literally can't you know log into your email, you can't do anything. So I had until you know midnight and then I was out for a week, so I, and, I, and I didn't, when I woke up that morning, I didn't really intend to run a marathon, I didn't intend to write about it. What my thought was, was to go out and get some miles And so several of us had, had uh, signed up for the Milwaukee Marathon. Part of the appeal for me was I had begun training in December with a friend of mine, Danielle, who was running, had planned to run the, uh, the Paris Marathon, and they were you know one link was on a sunday and one on a saturday so they were close enough where we could follow the same training schedule and kind of get us through some long miles and you know february and march and so forth and then COVID hit you know paris was canceled you know we actually had one point where we said hey we've got to get that 20 mile run and why don't we just wait until next week and flip it because what if milwaukee gets canceled two because that was Danielle's fallback was well if I'm not going to do Paris I'll just join Milwaukee and we thought okay if it's going to cancel do you really want to run that 20 miles (laughs) or no (laughs) and we decided no Um, but then we just you know COVID hits it's a lot harder to run together most people were, were running solo and as the day approached I kind of felt like okay let's get out and see what what I could do and you know my initial thought was okay, the high end on this is probably to get a half in, it'd be, you know, it's something, right? Because you're mm-hmm. getting the, the swag and everything. Who wants to wear the swag if you're, you know, in a t shirt if you haven't participated? So it <laughs> that, that gave, gave me, made it legit, I felt, you know. So then I just set out um, and, you know, headed toward downtown. I didn't have a particular route in mind. I got close and headed over toward the Marquette campus where I, uh, went to school and where I knew the route would have been. And I said, well, let me just circle back around the Pfizer Forum to see was anybody else out, you know, kind of doing it. And sort of began this winding process that I was like, I'll just keep going. I feel okay. You know, put in a few more miles and wound up, you know, in the neighborhood that I grew up in, in River West. And figured I let me check over at my grandmother's house, which was, you know, a couple blocks from where I lived to see. I hadn't seen that. And and it really stopped there in years. So It was became this sort of memory lane kind of thing. And at that point, I'm realizing, you know, I, I didn't uh, pack enough water uh, for for all of this, uh, and it was, it didn't. It was so early in this, you weren't real comfortable like stopping at a gas station, or you know, what were you supposed to do? So then I kind of worked my way back to Bayview, uh, made a pit stop at home. I, I called my wife Katie and honestly said, "Can you get some water <laughs> out there in front of the house? I'm coming back. I'll be at like mile 20 or 21, and then I was like, then I knew I was going to be able to finish it. It wasn't my wasn't as pretty as I would have liked, but finished it. And you know, it was kind of cool at that point because I was like, I said, I'm going to just, and not having settled on any route, I was going to go past you know some of the houses of people in the in the baby run group, and I ended up winding up right uh, at 26.2. I kind of circled the final block and wound up where uh, one of our my friends Anna Nagel was right outside with one of her daughters, and it's like she's like, "Oh, how far did you go?" I'm kind of huffing up, puffing like 26.2, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't believe it either. I'm kind of kind of stupid that way today, but but it was it was fun. Glad I did it."
0: That. A, that's super cool. B, that's like super crazy. Like if I set out to do 13 miles, I don't know if I could end up doing a full marathon. But I suppose at what point were you like, maybe I can get a marathon in?
2: Did yeah, that like, I,
0: had maybe had across your mind at one point?
2: Yeah, I think when I got up close to where where I grew up in River West, because then I think I was up in like the, you know, once you're past. I just feel like on, and, and I've done... I think that would have been my fifth so i guess i mean it it is the fifth right it wasn't a marathon marathon but it was a marathon so mm-hmm. um but like in training everything else in my mind it's always once you get past 16 miles and you're kind of in single digits in your mind is you're, you know that you have single digits left and i felt like okay there i'm at like 16 17 or so and i felt like look, i got to get home <laughs> right i don't i don't want to like i think the car was probably in the garage and Katie wouldn't be able to get the garage open because we don't have an electric <laughs> opener. I'm like, i got to get myself home somehow. And, and that was going to put me at you know, 19 or 20 anyways. And then you kind of go, well, okay, a 10K, you can do a 10K, right? And so it was sort of around there I felt like, okay, I can probably probably make this work.
0: That's super cool. I actually never really thought of it that way. And I need to bring on that mentality of after 16, you're in the single digits. I don't know why. To me, it's like, oh, I still got, I like still am counting up and it's like an uphill battle, but I need to switch that and make it a downhill battle.
2: Yeah, that's where I always started. In my mind, you're counting down then, you know, it's like, you know, up to that point you feel like, oh my God, that's just still so far, but you're more than halfway (laughs) done and you're you know you're on the downside and you know then you start in your mind like well i just do one more mile then there's only nine to go or eight to go or whatever and then it's just so then to celebrate you wrote your articles to
0: get in before your furlough started right
2: yeah i did i mean along the way i just felt like i mean it became kind of not just a kind of a personal test you know could i do it but it you know the way i wound up Going through it, and along the way, spending so much time thinking about oh, people that I would have otherwise been running with, thinking about family, friends, different parts of history, my in the city, and so forth. It it's just got me inspired in that in that regard. And it was a case where I didn't, um, I wasn't sure how far I was going to go, so I I didn't uh, I didn't have my headphones with me and. Uh, didn't so I'm not even listening to music. I'm just out there doing a lot of a lot of thinking. And at that stage of the pandemic, you're trying to reconcile. You know, what are we going through? How long are we going to go through this? You know, how strong are we as a community, as a group, and so forth? And it, that sort of got me in a different mindset of that. You know, there may be something that I could say here that other people would be would be interested in.
0: Yeah, I loved it. We'll link the article in um, in the show notes or on our website for everyone listening. It's a great article and some great documentation of photos along the way, too. So let's talk a little bit more about your writing and kind of your job. So you've been at the Journal Sentinel for over 20 years. I think we kind of established that. Yeah. So I can't imagine you have, what you've seen, how you, know, you grew up in the newspaper world and kind of what it's evolved to now, but kind of talk to us about like what your role is now with the journal and, uh, what you guys are up to.
2: Yeah. Well, my, my role right now is overseeing our local news operation and, you know, projects and and working. I had spent many years as our investigative editor as well. So it's right now, I mean, today as a, for instance, we're, as we're recording, it's, uh, the, uh, the, the issues down in Kenosha are so huge, so it's just been an almost nonstop effort to get reporters in the right spot, get the stories written, get the information communicated out there. But I mean, over the course of the summer, especially, you know, I think in our newsroom, we've now that we've been remote, uh, you, you've, you really feel a great appreciation for the work others are doing because you're so reliant on them to be able to execute what you're asking them to do and we've just had a a real long stretch of if you picture the, the stories i mean the pandemic would be the story of most people's careers and then on the heels of that you get the protests after george floyd which is Another story of your career in Milwaukee. We had the Miller Coors shooting was right before the pandemic. We got the incidents, and in, now down in Kenosha with uh, Jacob Blake, and it's just been st- the, DNC, the DNC, the shrinking <laughs> DNC. You know, we're a- just happen to be a little battleground state here too. So it's like you know, we're it's been a crazy, crazy news year and. I know there's, you know, there's other runners on our staff, too, but, you know, Sarah Howard I know, has been on the show and, and, and others run. It, 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 to me, it's sort of a good, I mean, a really good and necessary mental break to be able to, you know, start your day fresh, having gotten some miles in or, or just for me being out with, you know, the folks I run with through the run group. They, I mean, there's not another newspaper person in, in that group. They're, there's teachers and professors and folks in retail and you know finance and different things so you just get to talk about a whole variety of stuff and it's not like a a a gripe session about oh my gosh how many news and how long do I have to work today and all that you get it's a refreshing opportunity to you know you're not to get away from what you know you're going to be uh, enmeshed in the rest of the day.
0: I really miss that. I just had a conversation the other day and we might have already had this conversation on the podcast of, um, I miss that. I'm starting to like, it's now, you know, we're just so by ourselves running or with very few people where, you know, at the run groups, right. You, you're not really talking about work. You're kind of stepping away from everything you normally do and talking to other people about just random, random things, different stuff. So I definitely miss that, but you know, from not being in the news cycle like you guys are every day, it seems that like everyone's much paying more attention to the news and there seems like you've just listed everything that's going on. So for you guys, how is doing that remote? Is, is there a big challenge because you guys aren't all in the newsroom together? Or is it like have you guys, it seems like you've adapted well, but how is yeah, that transition? I
2: think we've adapted Pretty well, but you, you miss. I mean, it's. I think it's similar to to running, and that if you're running in solo or smaller groups, you miss that larger group. That because there's so many relationships and inside jokes and things that just happen or take place because you're all all together. You know, in a newsroom, uh, you know, you're gonna have you overhear conversations and you pitch in, and there's you know. You know more jokes and laughter and things, and and now when you know your main interaction is on a, a video chat or, or simply by messaging back and forth, you you really lose that. And you know we really encouraged folks early on to say, okay, uh, we end up using Microsoft Teams, which nobody particularly likes, but you know one virtue of it is you can if you're in a chat, you can click on a video icon and. Just instantly call that person up, and we really were encouraging people. You know that person you sit across from in the newsroom. You know, just even if they're not on your team, you're not doing a co-reporting effort. Just reach out to them, hit that video button, see somebody's face. You know, you know. Since then, I think more people are able to get out and about and and see each other. But in those first few weeks with. the uh, the you know when we were more on that stay at home lockdown mode it was mm-hmm. it was a lot harder to to do that
0: yeah definitely I was just listening to a different podcast how their companies are starting to encourage like the virtual break room where doing exactly what you just said it's like ping that person like there's like 15 minute time slots throughout the day where you're supposed to use that just to kind of give someone a call because you know you we We've lost so much of that, and it's crazy to think that we're going to go on seven months of this pandemic. So, it's been a long time. You haven't seen your coworkers for a lot of people out there. So, I, I like, I like that idea. I like that idea. Abastoli, do you want to add anything?
1: Uh, I did have a question, and it's not running related. I was going to ask, what, you know, what it's like to be in a city like Milwaukee that is not at the center of most of the attention that are people have right now it's mostly coronavirus politics but then you kind of touched up on that and we are in the center right now uh with dnc and kenosha so but what it's like to you know have to fight for people's attention in an age where you know the topics that people are interested in is are very uh, very few so
0: greg that has to be a Is that different for you guys? Um, Like, have you had to change the way you write and approach stories um, with everything that's been going on in the news, whether it's the pandemic for the first time or how, you know, George Floyd and these like the Kenosha, like these are now nationwide stories that are happening, you know, and unfortunately are occurring more often. Um, So have you guys like as a as a publication changed kind of how you've gone about covering stories? than in the past?
2: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, this year, I mean, so many of the stories that are, may seem like a national story is really a local story. And that's our starting point is always, you know, how does this affect us here in Milwaukee and Wisconsin and in our our community? And we have a great number of reporters who are, you know, from here who have lived here for a long time. So people, I think, feel real, real connected to it. I think the, the biggest change is and there's so many and people are just inundated and bombarded with you know tweets and Facebook messages and you can get news from so many places is mm-hmm. we have to try to we've tried to rethink a little bit of how how we package and present information so it we know that not everybody's going to read um, a Really, really long, text-heavy story. You're gonna. So, it might consume news better with videos, or in a question-and-answer format, or, mm-hmm. or uh, some combination of all that. So, we're trying to always start at the beginning and say, okay, "Who's our audience for this? Who are we trying to reach? Is it somebody who's short on their attention span or super busy, who might not be familiar with us, and we're trying to just get their attention and pull them in, or is this a deeper dive?" <laughs> Uh, you know analytical enterprise story that is going to really expose something or explain something and then we take a different different tact on that
0: i like it i would have to give a shout out to whoever runs your um instagram account there's like this kid who's been doing like instagram reels with like news clip updates (laughs) i don't know if you've seen that i thought that was pretty cool good good for that guy yeah
2: that's right i'm i've I've been at the paper for 22 years, and it's I call called it the paper. Some people just <laughs> refer to it as a news organization, right, because we're delivering it on, online, and we're not just a newspaper. But, I mean, I, I graduated, and I sometimes tell the younger reporters, like, you know, before the Internet, and it's like, what, you know, what does that mean? You know, when we could only deliver your news, you know, once a day on a piece of paper on your doorstep versus what we can do now. And it's just incredible and so much more, uh, more rewarding and able to, you know, tell stories in different ways.
0: Yeah, different ways and kind of like instant feedback, like you publish something and it can have hundreds of views within minutes, you know, so that's so crazy. It's such a different, different world. Um, All right.
1: And you got to live the the little deadline. Uh, probably back in the day, you used to have these deadlines, right? Where you had to finish a story before a certain time. Uh, we can thank the furlough again for reliving that, right? Or is it, do you typically have deadlines, uh, Greg?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, the the furlough was a nice deadline on the story, <laughs> on the marathon. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, oh, boy, I really got to stretch my legs a little bit here. And, you know, do I, maybe I would just rather lay down, but I got to get this out or it'll you know, just sit in my brain for, you know, eight or nine days. But, yeah, I mean, the difference now, though, is that you don't just have one deadline or two deadlines a day. You've got, you know, 10 or 20 or 30 on a day like this when news is breaking so much and you want to get it get it out there quickly and before others or, you know, we've got a lot of stories, some that are the USA Today were part of that network. They're They need a version of the story by... 3 o'clock and we've got to get it ready for print by 4 o'clock and then update it by 8 o'clock and you know in the midst of all that there will be all sorts of updates based on new new information so in some ways it's back to the you know, old old days when newspapers had you know 5, 6 different editions and we're updating all day long but you know it, you kind of learn to deal with it and try mm-hmm. to be calm at it and Know, you
0: know. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally, it's crazy how different of a world it's been. Um, so, Abistoli, do you wanna, you wanna, we end every show with our rapid fire questions about running. Okay. Rere. So it sounds like Abostoli, you're gonna do them this week. Sure.
1: Yeah. All right, All right. Greg. Are, are you, you ready, ready, Greg?
0: Are you?
2: I think so.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, first question is. What is your favorite route to run in Milwaukee?
2: Um, I'd have to say uh, south on, on the Oakleaf Trail. I mean, I'll probably get some disagreements from some on my run group, and we have run route that's kind of south and then doubles back that we've dubbed the Danielle because Danielle just really loved that route, and the rest of us really hated it at the beginning because it had too many hills. And you are know, like, you know, we don't want to run the Danielle, we don't want to run the Danielle, but... We've all kind of grudgingly accepted the danielle
0: the danielle though it's like a you 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 get the hill workout in and a normal workout in so it's like a right. it's like a yep. bang for your money
1: bang for your very park. cool very cool We'll have to check that one out um if you can bring one person in Milwaukee to run with dead or alive famous or not, who would it be
2: oh gosh um I don't know. I mean, we've had so much in recent days with the you know civil rights issues and police protests and things that, that you know, and you know, you think back to you know Val Phillips and you know Father Grappy and people like that and feel like oh, that might be you know folks that would have some real insight for us today. I mean, um, it's kind of one of the members of the group, one of my good friends, is uh, one of Jim Grappy's daughters. So I I don't. Try to pick her brain on what her dad would think, but um, it's I mean, that's people like that, you know. My own dad, you know, he was never a runner, but you always, you know, he died. It'll be 20 years ago in, in, in November, and you just wonder what he would would think about some of this. Well,
1: so right when you started uh, with the Journal Sentinel, it sounds like the he missed all the, all the uphill. Uphill battle that you fought to get up on the paper. So, um, now, what is your favorite pre race pump up song?
2: Pump up song. Um, well, the, the joke will be, and everyone on the group will get this, if uh, I'll just say Panama from oh Van my. Halen, only because that was my fastest um, uh, 10K in october a couple of years ago at the that pumpkin run they do with that winter run series and it was a case where my my phone wasn't picking up the uh the signal so i didn't have music again but i had panama stuck in my head and you know ran the fastest one so you know and it wasn't just the thing it was like the same for i only know this word panama 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 as so i don't couldn't get the rest out of my head for 6.2 miles and it's like please please stop when i got to the end
1: <laughs> oh okay great now van, isn't van halen one of the most difficult guitarists uh, in the world alex i think that's the case right he's one of the most complicated yeah, Bat- most yeah. Eddie.
2: eddie yeah they're um yeah he's one of the best okay. i mean i've seen him before years ago but it's not one you really want in your head for 6.2 <laughs> miles. Well, the reason the reason I <laughs> ask awesome. is
1: because, um, and Alex laughs when I say this, but every week our theme song, our intro song, gets inspired by the answer to this question that you just gave us, or every guest gives us. Well, I so,
2: apologize to all the runners who are going to listen to your <laughs> show this week. I
1: po- <laughs> ap- apologize to me because I don't know how I'm going to, work out to play something by Van Halen or to try to sound as good as them because they're pretty (laughs) virtuosic most of them most of them so um, but thank you for the challenge Uh, one last question if you could give one piece of advice to a new runner what would it be
2: um, I would say, run the mile you're in. I mean, that's good advice for any runner. But I think as a new runner, you don't want to feel like, oh my gosh, I can't run five miles. I can't run ten miles. It's too much. It's too much. I mean, we when I started out, I and I ran a little bit in high school. Didn't do much after that for years and years. Ran a little bit around the time I was getting married. Stopped running after that. If, you know, just figuring out, I don't need to run. I'm too busy. And then you get started, and you kind of go, well, okay, if you can do. I'll often say, if you can do three miles, you can do four miles, right? It's just another mile. If you do four miles, you can do five miles. And then suddenly you're up at, you know, 10 miles or that 10K is a 15K and you kind of work your way up. And so if if you can't, so when I say run the mile you're in, don't feel like, oh, my gosh, I have to be this professional runner getting out. You just have to get out uh, and get started. And over time it's going to become easier and you can get faster or go longer and... And just keep improving. I just love about running is that you can see an improvement. There's so many things in life or at work where you work at it and work at it, and you don't see the uh, the the difference. But when you're running, you you do. I mean, you ran those miles, you went that distance, and you see your times go down and whatnot. But you feel like you've accomplished something, which that's probably was in the back of my head on that milwaukee marathon day and there's there were a few panama miles in there too that i had to <laughs> you know start humming some other songs just to get that one get past that one. that is that
0: one's stuck in your head it's ingrained in your head
2: it, it doesn't go it doesn't go well, well that's
1: great advice for new runners It's also good advice for us right now because we're kind of slacking these days with alex so we appreciate that uh, just run the mile we're in right alex
0: Yes. That is advice. That's two pieces of advice I'm taking for when I run the lakefront marathon. Just remember after 16 miles, it's all downhill. It's all easy. And then, um, run the mile you're in. And of course now I have to add, uh, Panama to my playlist. So Uh, I'm not actually recommending
2: it, but you could go (laughs) for it. Sure.
0: (laughs) That's great. Well, Greg, thanks for being on this episode. We had a great time. Uh, where can people go learn more about the, uh, run club?
2: Yeah, I think if you go to Facebook and search Bayview Run Group, we'll, we'll come up at the top and there's a way just to click and join and we'll, there's no screening or other real issue we'll put you in and you can you know, see what people are up to. Sweet.
0: And then hopefully um, get out for a run with you guys in the near future if that yeah, ever happens again. <laughs> it would be great. All right, Greg, it was a great it was great having you on. And everyone, until next Friday... Keep on running.